Hello, and welcome to another edition of the PCOS Diva podcast. This is your host, Amy Medling. I'm a certified health coach and founder of PCOS Diva. Many of us hear from doctors that we need to lose weight. We're told to go on a diet and exercise, and I think we get caught up in this cycle of what I call diet deprivation and denial. We end up killing ourselves at the gym, hoping to sweat out the PCOS in a way that seems more like punishment than exercise. I really want PCOS Diva to change this paradigm. Instead, I want you to focus on nurturing and nourishment, feeding your body nourishing foods, moving your body in nourishing ways, and really treating yourself in in a more nurturing, nourishing way. So today I'm talking to Erin Stutlin. And Erin is really aligned with this concept. And she really wants to help us shift out of the idea that exercise has to be about losing weight, but rather it's an opportunity to connect with ourselves, our power, and our present. So welcome, Erin. We can't wait to hear more about your um, way of approaching exercise. Thank you, and thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, I'm, I want to read your bio so that listeners yeah. um, know a little bit more about you. So Erin is here to move you physically, mentally, and spiritually. She believes movement in your body creates movement in your life and that you don't need to go to extremes to get a body and a life you love. As a trainer and lifestyle coach, Erin has been featured in Glamour, Fox News, Shape, Yoga Journal, Mind Body Green, and more. Her workout programs use inspiring mantras in combination with dance, toning yoga, meditation, and life coaching to help bring presence, focus, and inspiration to your workouts in your life. That sounds fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. so tell us a little bit more about your approach to exercise and movement and how can that help us get out of that um, kind of like punishing our bodies um, at the gym? Yeah. Yeah. So my, excuse me, my background was in dance. So, you know, my whole inspiration for movement when I, when I started as a, as a young person, you know, was because I loved dancing and I loved moving and so it was really all about the joy of movement and music and that's how it really all began for me um and I went on to dance professionally and when I stopped dancing professionally um you know I I was no longer going to dance class anymore and so obviously I started going to the gym more regularly because I still wanted to move my body but you know it started to change for me during that time after I stopped dancing it really it all, you know, these the fitness classes that I was taking, it was, I, it was all about just tightening and toning and losing your weight and looking good for the, the beach and all that. And it was so different from where I had come from as a dancer, which was all about, you know, expression and joy and finding rhythm and flow. And, I, and, and then I was taking these fitness classes. I really was missing that. And I found myself, you know, way more often criticizing myself, looking in the mirror, you know, and, and kind of listening to these teachers thinking, oh, that's what I have to go for is the toning and the tightening. And it was, and it was like what you said, that sort of, what did you say at the beginning, deprivation and diet? What were the three words that you said? Oh, diet, deprivation, and denial. Yeah, that's that's what it felt like. That's what it felt like I got into a cycle of in both my eating and also in the way that I was moving. Um, there was no sense of joy in it. And 
and and then I started really getting into yoga around this time, and that's where I rediscovered that joy of movement, the connection to breath, um, intention, how to connect with your power through movement. But the thing is, for me, as much as I really enjoyed and loved yoga, I was like, you know, what's missing here is the, like, the, the pump and music and a little bit higher energy and that's I wanted to put and I wanted to find that intention and that power in other places other than just yoga. I'm like, how can this exist in your spin class? How could this exist when you go and you take, you know, an aerobics class or you take a sculpting class? How can you bring this intention? How can you bring the breath? How can you bring presence into every avenue that you that you do that you move your body in? And so I started working with a, a mentor who was kind of doing this and combining fitness with, I'll say, spirituality for all intents and purposes. And that's where I really, that's sort of where my method came out of, was bringing this sense of intention, presence, and power into a little bit more mainstream kind of exercise. Um, because I think what happens, and this is what was happening to me, and I know this is what happens to all of my clients, and we really talk about it and break it down, is you know, when you go and you, you're doing an exercise class and it's hard or it's difficult or your heart starts beating or your legs start shaking or you get a glimpse of yourself in the mirror and you don't like what you see, you instantly go up into a negative conversation. You instantly go up into criticism or you say, God, I've, I'm never, I'm never going to lose the weight or I've never been athletic or this is really hard or I suck at this or whatever it may be. And so I wanted to create a method that helps us interrupt that conversation and bring it back to the present moment and bring it back to your power. That even if you're lifting weights or you're doing an aerobics class, you can do that. And that's where we incorporate the mantras into the work. Yeah, you know, that's one of the reasons that I wanted to have you on this podcast because I think what you're doing is really powerful and women with PCOS need to make that shift. I mean, we tend to have a lot of body hatred. You know, we hate the yeah. often that we look because PCOS symptoms can cause that excess hair growth where we don't want it, kind of that mid, um, you know, stomach kind of bloating and obesity from the insulin resistance, male pattern um, baldness, <laughs> acne. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it just, just it, when we yeah. look in the mirror, we often, you know, don't love what we see looking back at us. Mm-hmm. And that certainly yeah. carries over at the gym. And I also think, too, just the way that we feel. I mean, I think sometimes, um, you know, we feel low energy, we're bloated, we're moody, we're feeling depressed. And I love yeah. the, um, I love that thought that you're really only one workout away from feeling good again, but I think it has yes. to be the right type of workout. It can't be, yes. um, yeah, going to the gym and getting on the treadmill and then, you know, thinking, oh gosh, I could feel my thighs rubbing together, and I'm everything right. jiggly. And look at that woman over there. Boy, I wish I looked like her. That monkey chatter going on in your mind mm-hmm. does not serve us. And um, we really need to move towards this place of self-love and acceptance. But how do you do that when you're caught up in that negative um, kind of that monkey chatter? Is what I call it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's those are all so so very true, and and I think it's it's absolutely true. Like you said, you are only one workout away from feeling good. But I think the first thing that I that I think is important to think about in, in regard to this is 
even before you go and you work out, I think it's really important to be clear and with yourself as to why you're moving your body. And I think that's, this is the first thing that we can easily get off track on because, you know, it's like, oh, my doctor told me I need to lose weight or, you know, i got to look a certain way. Or So usually the intention is from some sort of punishment, quite honestly. I ate too much the night before. I can't get rid of the PCOS, you know, whatever it may be. And so what I would invite listeners to do is that first, moment before you even consider exercising is take a deep breath, connect to yourself and say, you know, why is this important that I move my body? And I think there's there's many beautiful intentions to be set there. You know, it could be because I want to connect to my own power, because I want to connect to myself, because movement is going to be a form of healing for me. Even if I move slowly, even if I move at an extreme low intensity, even I if I just that. take one little step at a time, you know, can this be um, a form of healing and connection for me? Like, period, end of story. Can it be an opportunity to get more oxygen flowing to my cells? You know, can it be an opportunity to, um, you know, to brighten up my mind, you know, to to spark a new a new idea. Can I go and exercise because I want to get some new ideas? You know, when you go for a walk, with, you know, unattached to your cell phone, the, the the number of ideas that you come up with usually on a walk is outstanding. So I think that, that that first thing is really about getting clear on your intention before you even put on your clothes, um, your workout clothes, to say this is why I'm going to move my body as as almost like it's it's an offering to myself, to my greater self, mm. the part of myself that I that I believe in, that I love, that I know and that I trust. And I think that by changing the intention of it could really change everything for you. And then it's so important that when you go and set off to go and do your exercise, whatever it may be, that you remember that intention throughout. So when it gets hard or when you start to notice like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm feeling my thighs or, you know, whatever it may be, that you come back and you remember, wait a second, why am I doing this again? Oh, right, to connect to my power, to heal myself, my mind, and my body, you know, and you, and you keep coming back to that intention. Um, and one of the ways in, that we do that in shrink session in particular, but that I absolutely recommend people do in whatever kind of exercise they're doing, uh, well, first of all, I think it's important to find something that you enjoy. <laughs> that's, you know, mm-hmm. that's kind of what you talked about is, you know, just because someone tells you to go take a kickboxing class, if you hate that, do not do that, you know. Start with something that you that feels pretty good for you, that feels okay for you. So if that means walking, riding your bike, maybe it's yoga, maybe it is a spin class, um, you know, trust yourself enough to say, this is what, I know what my body needs right now. I know what my heart needs. I know what my mind needs. And I'm going to trust myself enough to start really easy with something that I enjoy. I think that's really yeah, important. Let me yeah. just interrupt you there for a sec. And Please, and I yeah. think a big clue, and you, you mentioned it in the beginning of the call, is kind of connecting something that brought you joy in movement mm. as a child. And for you, it was yes. dance. Um, mm-hmm. I know for me, I I loved um, to play sports. And mm. you know, now I, I have two, I have three children, but two really sporto boys. And it's fun for me to get out and play volleyball with them or shoot some hoops. Mm. Or, and that really brings that, that joyful sense of movement back into my life. So I just encourage yeah. you to look back at your childhood. You know, did you like riding bikes? Did you like swimming? Um, 
you know, did you, like, like you, did you like dance and reconnect with that? Yeah, I love, I love that you said that because, you know, one of the things in the string session in particular, even though, you know, it is, there's dance and there's some, you know, kickboxing and, and we're using the mantras, which we'll talk about a little bit, but, um, I think that it's my whole objective with string session is to bring about playfulness and movement, like 100%. And I, and it should feel silly at times. And it should feel a little like, you know, I'll tell people in my class that come take my class, I'm like, listen, if everybody's going right and you're going left, go left. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like I want there to be a sense of real playfulness and childlike silliness, like you said. Because I think you're exactly right. I think when you reconnect to that, the child mover in you, that's where you really start to open up. You let go of inhibitions. You're no longer judging yourself, which is probably, you know, when you're playing sports, you're probably feeling that way. You get back into that, you know, competitive, fun, athletic part of yourself. So I think that's a great recommendation is to think, what did I really enjoy doing as a child? And can I, and can I bring, and, and even if it's, even if you don't end up doing that thing that you loved as a child, can you bring a childlike mentality to your movement, to whatever you're doing, you know? Yeah. I always think it's important. If, you know, if I go take a, a fitness class of some kind, I'm like, I always feel like if I didn't laugh at least one time during the class, then, then I missed something. You know what I mean? Like, even if the teacher's not telling a joke or doing anything funny, like, I feel like at some point you should have, like, a little, like, laughter, a little, like, whoop and a little holler, you know? Because um, I think, to me, that brings about playfulness. And I think it's really yeah. important to do that in your movement. Yeah, and I think a lot of us uh, get really hung up on perfection. Um, yeah. And, you know, we want to be perfect. But this is a perfect place to just kind of throw that out the window. And, you know, you are enough. You don't, I mean, and there's, perfection, I, I, I love this concept of it's the lowest possible standard because it's, yeah. it can't exist. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um yeah. So yeah, when it comes to exercise, there is no perfect, and and it isn't you know whatever you're doing is enough. Yeah, I you know I, one of my new mantras for myself this year, interestingly, because you know I'm I'm someone who has that perfectionist attitude about a lot of things in my life, and I think that it can really hold us back, whether it's around exercise or business or relationships, whatever it may be. And one of my mantras this year, really, quite honestly, is that was good enough, <laughs> which sounds like. What, wait, wait, what do you mean that was good enough? Like, no, yeah, that was good enough. That workout that you did, that was good enough. Was it, was it like the most amazing thing ever? No, but that doesn't matter. It's okay, that was good enough. And I'm finding in my life that that's a really empowering mantra, quite honestly, to say like, you know what, I showed up, I did my best, I leave the rest, and that was good enough. Yeah. And there's something very, there's something very sweet about it. So so you talked about setting t- intention, and then we kind of got uh, off on a, this other track. But let's bring it back. So what after you've set your intention for the workout, um, yeah. what's next? Well, I think it's great to attach the, your intention to some sort of a mantra. I, I'm a big fan of the mantra of, you know, what what is it that you want to tell yourself during this workout? What's the new idea or the new thought? Um, so actually, one way to come up with that is the first question that you would ask yourself is, what do I need to let go of in order to be really present right here, right now, in my workout, or in what I'm about to do? What, what idea, what thought, what belief do I really need to let go of in order to be really 
really present right now. And, you know, just, just to give and, – and it, and it doesn't necessarily need to relate to the workout. So, for example, just the other day, you know, I was thinking, what do I need to let go of in order to be really present with what I'm doing? And, and what came to me was I need to let go of this idea that I need to know, that I need a plan, I need to know exactly what I'm doing in order to be successful. Like, I need to know at all times what I'm doing, and that's if – if I know what I'm doing, then I'll be successful or happy, or satisfied, right? So that doesn't necessarily relate to the workout or my body, but I realized that that was something that was holding me back just in that moment in my life. We said, okay, I'm going to let go of the need for a plan. So you kind of, so I would invite you to tune into yourself, and I just wanted to give an example so that you can see that it's not necessarily like, you know, maybe the, the, what I need to let go is, is that I'm not good enough, or, you know, that I need, that I have to lose the weight, just to give you some ideas. So you go ahead and say, what do I need to let go of in order to be really present? And then I would shift into, you know, what is a powerful thought or a mantra that I could bring into this workout? And, you know, it could be something like, I am powerful. Really simple. I am strong enough. That's a great one. Um, it could be, uh, my vision is clear. Um, and that's something that we do with Shrink Sessions, offer all these different kinds of mantras for you to start to really play with in your workout. And then you have that mantra, and that's going to be something that you're going to repeat throughout your workout, when, especially in particular when things get difficult or challenging, when you start to notice that you go up into your head of complaining or judgment or whatever it may be, that you come back to this mantra that says, I am strong enough. I am powerful now. Um, and I think that if you're using music to work out, what's really powerful is if you can say the mantra to the rhythm of the music. Um, no matter what the music is, you find that rhythm and you say it with the rhythm of the music because I think something really happens when we're moving in synchronicity with music and mantra and our bodies and we all, when those all things start to move together. There's great power in that. Um, oh yeah. So yeah. So I think that the mantra is is the next is the next thing that I would recommend that you you know and maybe you make a list of them you know before you go exercise maybe you know you start by writing down the things that you're worried about or that you're afraid of and you turn those into mantras and you start to play with those because I think what happens also what so I, a question that I'll often get is yeah but I don't believe it I don't believe that I'm strong enough I don't believe that I'm powerful now which I, I, I feel you and I understand that. And you don't ever want to, like, push something on yourself that's going to make you feel worse. Um, but here's, here's what I think happens. This is, this is why I believe that movement in your body creates movement in your life. Because I think that it's very difficult, you know, if we sat and did a meditation and I had you do those mantras, it's a little bit harder because your energy is a little bit stagnant, you know, and it's very easy for the mind to kind of get slippery and start to think about other things, but I think something happens when you're actually in motion, you've got motion going, when you've got motion going, you start to move the emotion in your body, right, so that sadness that feels, makes you feel stuck starts to move, it starts to release because you're moving, and it's almost impossible not to slowly start to feel energized. And I think that when you do movement with a mantra, the mantra is so much more powerful because you're not putting it at, you're not putting the mantra on something that's just stagnant, if that makes sense. You're putting the mantra with movement. There's motion, there's emotion. 
So it allows you to feel a little bit more connected to that thought than if you were just sitting there and trying to, like, affirm your way into something. Does that make sense? Yeah, and and when you were talking about mantras and not feeling kind of authentic, um, if you've mm-hmm. been berating yourself for years, I find mm-hmm. that just adding the words what if um, mm. it, it, is, it helps you to make that shift because it's not, yep. you know, it, it's not really definitive, but it kind of opens the door to opportunity. You know, yep. what if um, I loved myself more? Or what if, yeah. or maybe? Um, I think it, it kind of, if you're having a hard time saying those mantras, introduce maybe or what if. Um, I love until that. Until you get mm-hmm. comfortable with it. Um, but this, to me, this this approach to exercise is so powerful. I mean, if we've been... Um, telling ourselves that negative story why we're exercising for so long. You know, my thighs mm-hmm. are too big, I'm too slow, I'm too fat, I'm whatever. And and look where it's gotten us. Can you imagine making that shift to these positive mantras while you're exercising, where that will take you? I mean, it's just really yeah. exciting to me. I mean, it seems so um, kind of basic, but it's, yeah. it's very powerful. Um and yeah. I have to say, you're, so you mentioned your shrink program, and um, I had the opportunity to, you know, try some of your workouts with the mantras, and they, it really shifted my day. I know I did one um, when I was kind of caught up in that, that PMS sort of moody irritability place mm-hmm. <laughs> in my cycle, right. and um, it definitely brightened my day. So I'd love for you to explain a little bit more about your um, shrink session um, program and and how that all works. Yeah. So the shrink session program, you know, as I mentioned, it's really this combination of um, there's some dance, there's like a little bit of kickboxing, but really the, the basis of it is how can we bring movement and intention and mindfulness together in a really fun way. And so, you know, all of the routines that I create are, they're they're dance-oriented, and then we bring in these mantras that you're saying to the rhythm of the music with the movements, and so that every movement that you do, the objective of it is to not just do the movement, like let's say you're doing some, you know, punches. Um, It's not just to do the movement and, like, do the punches because, great, yay, we're burning calories and we're getting stronger. It's actually to do the movement and then pair it with a thought, a, a belief, a new idea, that that the movement all of a sudden has meaning, right? So the movement now, all the when you do those single punches, now that movement means I am strong. It's a symbol. It's, it's almost like a gesture, you know, a psychological gesture, if you will, of I am strong. And so we pair these movements with the mantras as a way to interrupt that internal conversation that you said, I'm fat, I'm slow, I'm not good at this. Because the truth is you can't, think more than one thought at a time. You can bounce back and forth between thoughts. You can think, I'm too slow, I'm amazing. Back to I'm too slow, I'm amazing. But at, at one time, you can only think one thought. And so the, the power of the mantra is that if through exercise, you know, you're continually thinking this one thought, I am powerful now, I am powerful now, while you move, after five minutes of doing that, you're going to feel different in your body because you just gave yourself five beautiful minutes of thinking wonderful thoughts while you're moving your body. And we crowded out, more or less, the, the negative thinking. We didn't even let it creep in there into the movement. 
And and the truth is, is like, you know, we all know this. When you really let yourself move and you get out of your own way, it feels wonderful. You know, the endorphins start to kick. You start to move the energy in your body. It feels great. And the only thing that prevents us from feeling great in movement, quite honestly, is our minds. That's it. It's our minds. That is the only thing that prevents us from really enjoying movement and feeling good because our bodies were designed to move. And so that's really what Shrink Session does. It's, it's, it's not creating any space for the negative self-talk so that you really are flooding your, your muscles, your cells, your mind, your subconscious, your conscious mind with these ideas, with these positive ideas. And what happens is that even, it's like you said, you felt brighter afterwards. Yeah, it's a great workout, all of that, but usually the, the, that energy and that state of mind carries with you throughout the day so that you feel more powerful in your business. You feel more confident, you know, with your children, with your family. Um, and so that's what's also one of the beautiful things about the program. It's not just about the exercise. It's about how this also has an impact on the rest of your life. Yeah. You know, I really see the, um, the purpose and the mission of PCOS Diva as helping women move beyond the, the pain and struggle of PCOS so that they can live the life they were meant to live without PCOS holding them back. And a program like this really helps you to, um, you know, get the energy and the focus and the the confidence and the power. Um, and as you said, uh, you know, I, I had mentioned when I introduced you, to connect with your present um, and, and your gifts and how you need to show up in the world and serve the world and, and, and you know, live out your purpose. Um, so I just think that this is just a great tool to allow you to do that. Um, and I'm just really excited that you you agreed to come and, and talk, to, yeah. talk to us today. So I, Absolutely. So how can um, women learn more about the SHRINK program or, um, you know, the, your other offerings? Yeah, we have a great, we have a, a really cool program coming up really soon. It's called the Say It, Sweat It, Get It Challenge. And um, it's, it's an opportunity to do some really awesome and fun short workouts, easy workouts, for, totally for free. Um, it's a, a, a six-day challenge. And um, throughout the course of the week, I give everyone short five-minute workouts because I don't think, I don't think it takes going to extremes to get, you know, to love your body and to love your life. I don't think you need to be this crazy gym rat. I think that it starts by getting up and moving the energy just five minutes a day. And so I give you these really short, fun, five-minute workouts. There's a great inspirational Facebook group to help, you know, support everyone. We have women of literally all ages from 20 to 70, um, all shapes and sizes, all fitness levels, uh, one of the things I love about the workout or that I encourage when people do those five-minute workouts is that, you know, if there's anything challenging that I'm doing in the video, you can simply march in place and say the mantra so that you can start to practice what it feels like and, and start to know what it feels like to move and with the mantra. So you can jog it out. You can march in place. You can step touch. Um, it's not about doing exactly what I'm doing in the video. If you do, great. Um, and so that's, it's a really fun week. We have, I, I always, this is like my favorite week of the year when we do the challenge because I get to meet so many wonderful new people and people start to really, you know, a lot of times we'll get people who haven't moved in a very long time and 
they are like they really they're like oh my god I can't this feel I can't believe five minutes has such an impact you know you wouldn't think but five minutes can really shift your whole day um, and one of the things that that I love that we give away at the beginning of it I have created something called the Soul Stroll which is a music soundtrack upbeat music with mantras so I'm coaching and giving mantras over it and what's so great about the Soul Stroll originally it was created so that people can take it for a walk. Um, but usually people take that soul stroll, that soundtrack. You can, you know, clean your home with it or dance around your home or go for a bike ride or go for a run, whatever kind of exercise you like to do, and still get those mantras. So we give you a free soul stroll on the very first day of the challenge. Um, and so even just even if you just get the free soul stroll to sign up for the challenge, it's totally worth it because uh, it's, it's a really – people uh, love that. They're always, they're, they're always begging for more of those. Um, that's a really great little goodie that comes with the challenge. So we will have the link to the challenge and um, and also Aaron's site below the podcast. And I know I will be participating in the challenge. I'm really looking forward to it and checking out the Soul Stroll um, recording. And I hope that other listeners consider joining us. Um, it'd be fun to have some divas um, participating together. So, Erin, thank you so much for you know, sharing your wisdom and um, you know your approach to exercise. I, I think it's just a, a fantastic way to kind of shift um, that that diet deprivation and denial thinking to one of um, abundance. And and you have this little um, you know on your bio, you have a little line that says, you know, when you do your program, expect to sweat joy. And I just I think that's awesome. <laughs> So, yeah. so join us for the challenge and expect to sweat joy. And um, thanks again, Erin, and thank you to everyone listening, and I look forward to being with you again soon. Bye-bye.